No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 82. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is July 24th, 2013, and my shout out, it's going to go to David, a.k.a. Cowbell. Uh, thanks for coming down hanging out and drinking a beer with me, dude. It was really cool. And you are the first, like, NGNG follower that I've actually met and been able to, like, hang out with. So that's a one-up on the beard because I have yet to meet the beard. But soon, soon I will meet the beard. Darren, who do you got? And he wasn't abducted by some crazy fan and uh, driven out into the middle of the forest and who knows what. So that's cool. Way to oh, go. Oh, what a shame. I mean, always that's, that's need, so good. Yeah, so good. Always need more cowbell. Awesome. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout out today goes to the Sarah's Mech Charity Drive, which is already over $42,000 uh, in just over a day. So that is awesome. Um, this community, as I've said so many times, just blows me away, continues to blow me away. You guys are great, and I appreciate it. And for some of you special people out there, I'd like to read a quote from a favorite novel of mine. There is no end to the wailing of senseless rebellion, to the elevation of self above all, the narcissism that sees the face of any authority only in the mirror. Brandon? Hello, this is Brandon also Patrick Hell, and I am severely depressed because of that quote. Thanks, Darren. Uh, my shout outs tonight are going to Mexpex, MWOG, and Aces. And Laura. Hey guys, this is Laura. My shout out for tonight goes to Ubersoul Dot, who I met in game yesterday. Hope your day is going well. Sweet. And of course, I'd like to welcome uh, everyone out there, all of our new listeners. We don't have a live uh, studio audience because TS3, our, our NGNG outreach server, is being, being temperamental. And uh, we had to record on the backup, so no audience members. I think actually we have one, and that's one of our NGNG uh, staff, uh, Dagger. So anyways, welcome, Dagger. But uh, to everyone else, uh, hopefully you're having a great day. Hey, we ask if you like what we're doing over here at NGNG, if you like all the comics, if you like the, the podcast, if you like the YouTube, if you like the Twitch, if you like the journalist articles, all of that, if you like what we're doing, head over to our website. And on the front page of the website, there's a tip jar on the right side. And uh, yeah, just show us some love and we'd appreciate it. And again, uh, the, the quick turnarounds on the podcast are due to you guys donating. We're able to set up contracts with our audio and our, our comic strip guys and they turn around very, very quickly. So again, thank you for helping that happen. Are you doing a little shopping online? Maybe Amazon or Newegg or Tiger Direct? If so, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon, Newegg or Tiger Direct buttons on our website. They're on the right side. Scroll down a little bit. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little kickback. It's a great way to support everything we do if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. Also, just for, uh, for those of you out there that were asking, our new RSS feed is working again. It is feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. Again, feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. And yes, we know that iTunes is now down. Uh, that's because we fixed that one. So we got to do a little uh, switcheroo and we'll get that back up and running as quickly as we can. To fix one thing, break another. 
you can think mm -hmm. beer. Nah. All right, guys. This uh, week's Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway is week 11. Holy crap, week 11 already. This is actually, we're doing another TRO technical readout 3039. Make sure to head over to our website and uh, uh, basically it's simple. You register and you post, I think this week is your favorite light battle mech. That's all you got to do and you get a chance to enter uh, to win. And of course, I randomly draw that in a week and uh, yeah, may the odds be ever in your favor. My favorite yeah. light battle mech is a Warhammer. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. I like the flea. No, that's an actual light battle mech. Oh, you, can't you use screwed them. it up. Uh, you should have been like Atlas. Atlas it's like, but it's not in the game. I, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. George Anyways. is putting in his vote for the flea fans. Uh, speaking speaking of uh, guests, we actually have Garth Earlham. Welcome, Garth. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Hello. So... You know, Hello. we got a we got a few topics that we want to talk about today, just in general. Um, and I, and I feel like we've talked a lot about what currently is going on in the game, but I think what we we definitely want to talk about and speculate a little bit. And you know, obviously, Garth, I know you can't answer some of these uh, because it's not out yet, or you know, maybe it's hush hush and just you know, um, ooh, there's thunder in the background. Uh, you know, Comstar stuff. But hey. If you can, if you just want to speculate with us, try to do so. And we do have some questions for you in a little bit. But the first thing I want to talk about for MechWorld 9 is game modes. Now, a recent discussion came up uh, just based on the Assault and Conquest. Um, for the, you guys that have played, Brandon and Laura and Darren, um, how do you guys feel about the current Assault and Conquest? And do you feel like they can be modified in some way to... to make gameplay a little bit better and what i mean by this is uh there was a suggestion for assault basically um, moving the cap points uh, more so like not directly on top of each other but more in the middle so that it sort of forces the fight you can still cap but it still forces the fight in action i mean what are you guys thoughts on that have you put any thought into it at all i think the assault and the conquest game modes are fine on their own type of thing i think the biggest biggest question is some more varied game modes like for example if you want to do the one with the cap points mainly in the center why not just make it a bigger cap area and make it king of the hill yeah how do you do how do you do king of the hill without respawn though it's well, one shot what's one... well how about why not have respawn i actually well, i would i'm not a huge fan of respawn but to be honest i think we should probably include it at some point what is the main thing dropship players yeah exactly well, right. what what why wouldn't you i mean obviously we're we're playing a fictitious you know futuristic and no, i'll say realistic. this well what i'm saying is okay so what at the end of the day what i look at is what's fun uh and when i play other titles you know war thunder and some of these other ones where you bring in you know six planes and you tack you know tactics and you know strategery if you will uh, you bring out uh different uh basically uh planes based on the you know what's going on in in the game and so you know it's just one of those things where uh you know strategically i could bring out uh you know an assault so well, not me maybe i'd always probably be in mediums and heavies but my point being is what are your guys thoughts on that would you darren would you be opposed to something like a uh, i i I, I should say this, uh, respawn, you think of MW4 where it's like you have an hour match and it's constant respawn, you can bring whatever you want. Uh, is that the case or is it uh, you only have, you know, four mechs you can bring in and you can choose which one you deploy at any given time? And I guess that sort of harked back to your guys' original dropship mode uh, suggestion. 
Darren? Um, well, first of all, to be fair, uh, while War Thunder does have the option to have multiple planes, uh, games like World of Tanks and their version, World of Warplanes, does not. Uh, it's one vehicle and then that's the end. Um, but on the other hand, I love variety. For example, we've got our NGNG TV guys that, you know, they have um, their own little basically game modes that they've made up, and they're a blast. Uh, they totally screw your stats because you're doing a bunch of team killing, <laughs> but um, they're super fun. And so I'm a big proponent of variety. Um, so whether or not it was, you know, having, having six mechs, I like the old dropship mode where you maybe have three mechs that you could uh, choose from. Um, but even, for example, a true deathmatch where there's no cap, I would like to see that. I think that would be easy. You just take out the cap points. Um, you know, sticking a cap point in the middle and, you know, calling it ring around the rosy. I don't care. Yeah, do something. I, I definitely like uh, a variety of game modes. I like the ability for people to choose which game modes they do want to participate in or don't want to participate in via the uh, user interface. And uh, I, I I just think overall variety is going to be better for the game, better for the community. And honestly, uh, Assault is getting a little bit boring. I mean, sure, you do have the, uh, the confrontations and the wait up to the, the big brawl in the middle, but if we did something a little bit different every now and then, that would be great. I think one of the benefits to having Assault would be to implement a, um, a tonnage limit for lances, or like the four people in your lance, or having a separate maybe uh, game mode where you need four people requirement, so it would be like Lance Assault or something like that where there would be a limit of like 300 or 300 tons or something like that for all four people's mechs to come out in. So it would be more balanced in a way. And that way you'd have a little bit, I think, more dynamic fighting perhaps. Mm. Well, you know, and I was thinking uh, there's game modes out there and I, I totally, I can't remember the specific mode, but let's bring it up. Like the Battlefield Bad Company uh, where uh, you have a defender and you have an assault team. I was just gonna the, say that, assault and uh, defend yeah, would be yeah. a great mode. Well, you know, and when you assault and they take that position, it it opens up another part of the map and then the defenders start spawning from there. Um, there's actually a specific uh, game mode for that. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know if you guys do. But so there are a ton of different game modes that do capture the hill. There's even probably even more. I mean, um, and I guess, yeah, domination. I mean, for me, uh, you know, capture the flag. I mean, for me, though, I feel like a lot of people want these things. I am definitely right there in the middle. Uh, I can understand a lot of people being a little uh, burnt out on Assault and Conquest. Definitely understand. Hey, you've been playing, some of you guys, including us, have been playing since closed beta. And so they're really, really waiting to hear, you know, about, you know, Community Warfare, different game modes. And that being said, I know PGI has stated um, the whole dropship, you know, mode. And, um, you know, I feel that at the end of the day, you know, Garth, you, you sort of said this, that you're like, me personally, I don't really want to see respawn, but I think we should add it. I feel like it's what's fun. And if what's what's fun isn't realistic as far as like, oh, well, you only have one mech. That's not realistic. I mean, who cares? For me, Mechs I'm like, what's fun? It's the yeah. 1980s future. It's not going to be realistic. 1980s future. Yeah, I mean, the only... And I agree. It needs to be what's fun. And I think uh, variety it should trump uh, everything. But the the one game mode that I don't just personally, I'm not in favor of at all, is just unlimited respawn, respawning, respawn. I like some unlimited, like three maybe or whatever, but I'm just not big into the unlimited respawn thing for mech games. Not into that whole no heat, unlimited ammo servers? Come on. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Now, that being said, anytime, you know, you implement a game mode too and there is some type of respawn whether it's you only have x amount of mechs you know uh, imagine if you will you had to choose an assault 
heavy, medium, and, and light um, for these game modes. Each person had to choose those. Um, and then obviously you can say, well, what if that person doesn't have those particular mechs? You always have one in the trial mechs too. So I guess what I'm saying is there's definitely plenty out there. And what I would like to do is I'd like to hear, you know, from, from Paul and Brian, you know, and maybe Garth, if you, you want to jot some notes down, possibly getting some more info. I know a ton of people out there they're ready to hear this kind of stuff because you know it has been a while we have been playing the same thing and i can i can totally understand where a lot of people are like look we, we love this game but man it's just the same thing over and over and over and over and over day and day curious, is this a new thing in gaming where you have to have multiple modes because i mean i played quake game <laughs> kill people and quake capture the flag for like 11 years and i mean yeah. when i originally played counter-strike it had two modes and you only played one anyway so but, I just, I feel like mm -hmm. sometime recently we've decided that we do need them. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just saying it seems weird to me. As a, Hasn't old, gaming old evolved though? That, yes. And ga as evolved. gamers? Well, no, I, I think it's... Gaming evolved. evolved, gamers have devolved. <laughs> no, no. I, I think what what happens is we have these uh, new... We're we have these new experiences and as we get these new experiences it raises the bar and our expectations and what we consider fun like well hold on enough with the neck what i'm trying to say is like our experiences as a player and what you do to have fun and you know i've played e for four years straight you know i've, I've played mostly with groups small groups and we we're working it and and doing these things and and having these goals and all this stuff so my experience would have been completely different if you could have only had single player just death me you know and i guess that's what i'm trying to say is like it's hitting on like all these different aspects of like uh sort of like intrinsic things that we want people that like the assault can go do assault as much as they want people that want to work as a team and you know have to um, you know can you know do you know uh, capture the flag or you know there, there's all types of levels here i mean you know off the top of my head but i, I think it's uh, it's evolved and i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing now what i do think is a bad thing in the gaming industry is uh, holding the player's hand i think that has devolved i think that's gone so far in a lot of games and series that you know press a button to jump over wall well no <laughs> shit you, you know blood press dragon? a button to kill this boss no did, did either, any of you play blood dragon no the best, i was about to the best tutorial in any game ever it has quotes like and i'm not shooting you this is literal press jump to jump <laughs> running is <laughs> faster than walking nice it's just incredible because they just throw, and they're like this is ridiculous why are we telling you how to do this stuff well you've played games before God, so. I, I do have a question for you in regards, and I guess we can move in. Tutorials to are coming. Okay. So that being said, I've uh, I played a lot of games. I've played a lot of lackluster tutorials as well. And at the end of the day, you you have information out there that basically says a good successful tutorial is one that takes a player, leads them through gameplay, and and the player uses gameplay to learn the mechanics. You know whether it's uh you know tactics whether it's controls um that's something that's obviously lacking in mwo right now there is no tutorials and a lot of people would say you know oh you know this should have been like you know first and foremost and obviously you know layers of a cake things come in time so can you talk a little bit about the tutorials uh you know you said they're they're coming along i mean yep they're you... coming along um i'm not sure when they'll be out i can tell you that i wrote them and that i wrote them to be uh, humorous, shall we say. They are not <laughs> simply, you're a complete moron. What, press the F key to, you know, like it, it is written in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it is written Hello, in a way to get you to e chuckle. To eject. Yeah, but it's not as extreme as to move forward, go forward. No. No, I didn't go quite that. I felt like that would be stealing. I did other things. I also wrote it as if Duncan Fisher was talking, I have to admit. Ooh. Well... Well, also, I, I, to be devil's advocate, I mean, I agree that a really good tutorial system, uh, in-game tutorial system, walking you through is great for bringing in new players. But on the other hand, there were games like, and it, of course, this was just a mod, but DayZ, which had an incredibly ridiculous learning curve. You couldn't find commands anywhere, um, and it had a huge audience, and a lot of people loved the fact that it didn't treat you like an idiot. Um, you know, so I, I, what I, I guess what I'm saying is that the tutorial isn't the end all. Of course, a good, better tutorial well, is going to be better for the community and better for new players. But I think a lot of people, um, as far as the development of a game, like I've mentioned before, can't see the forest of the trees and don't understand that um, you only have you have a limited amount of resources, and the game company is going to know better than most on in most cases uh, what needs to be focused on and what doesn't. Well. You just hit on Daisy, and you know you're saying you know you don't have to be your hand held hand doesn't have to be held, but I think you're you're sort of looking at it the wrong way. Daisy did basically what like all older games did. Look at uh, you know Mario Brothers. Look at Mega Man. I mean Contra. All these like you know Metroid. All these games that they didn't tell you press you know A or B to jump. You know press up. And you also have to keep in mind, though, you had a D-pad and two buttons. Yeah, and I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, that's that I was going to say. Obviously, your inputs are a lot differently. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, from a tutorial's perspective, using gameplay decisions, like uh, game functions, game mechanics to show the player how to do it and not force them. Uh, something like uh, Meat Boy. I was watching, you know, the indie movie, which was great, by the way. If you have Netflix, check it out. It's, it's amazing to see. But, you know, they were talking about, uh, you know, Meat Boy, the first few levels, you know, well, you've got your Meat Boy, he moves forward, he lands on the saws, okay, you press a button, he jumps over, and then there's double jumps, and they reinforce that play throughout the levels. Now, that's very difficult when you get into something like an online game, you know, especially if it's a PvP environment. What I guess I'm trying to say is there's multiple things. When you show, uh, and I guess I'll use a little bit of my, you know, teaching here, if you have someone that's never played a sport or even that has, and you're going to introduce them to a sport, and you're gonna break that down first off you have to establish like how much do they know you know do they have any skills right off the bat already and then you can take that information and you can you know apply that to i guess in this case it'd be your tutorial curriculum i mean that's really what it is right garth i mean it's a curriculum well, for yeah for learning you do too is you do a basic basic tutorial that you don't force anyone to do and then you do advanced tutorials for people who have played but maybe don't know everything or played mech warrior 4 and don't remember everything so you have different ones as well because like if you're playing a basic tutorial and you've been playing mech games since you were you know 12 chances are you're gonna be kind of pissed when you come in and you're like yes i know w is forward jesus but there are literally people who don't it's know it's like that quote, you know, you can give a man a loaf of bread or you can teach him to fish and then he'll buy your bait or whatever, <laughs> however it goes. But You could teach um, him to bake. The tutorial Bacon? for Day Z was basically Bacon. like yelling yes. at my friends, how the fuck do you jump? How do you jump? How? I mean, that was <laughs> Remember, Day Z, hold on, Day Z wasn't developed by a, and I say this, it wasn't developed by Dean a game studio. Yes, it was done by Dean. And he's also a programmer, and he even stated, you know, DayZ was not a fully, you know, game. So, again, that analogy. No, I was just using it as an extreme that doesn't have yeah. any tutorials. So, when you look at tutorials, the way I look at it is you have to do a few things. 
Uh, anytime you know we are teaching kids a particular skill or sport, the first thing you do is when you're introducing them to the skill is you don't ask them any questions. You first, you demonstrate it. So like in front of them, you can imagine this in a mech, you'd even have a cutscene of a mech doing whatever uh, you're wanting them to learn. And, you know, and then, you know, you ask questions, not just like, hey, what is this called right off the bat? You'd be like, you know, does anybody have any experience with it? Uh, do you know what this mech is doing or, you know, stuff like that? And then well, obviously you break it down. In particular is so intricate compared to other shooters. There's no shooter out there that has this much to keep track of. Because you're, yep. you gotta know, you gotta shoot the guy's arm off if he's got something in it. Gauss explodes, ammo explodes. Where do people keep ammo? Uh, where not to keep ammo? Uh, what do I do? Do I hold still? Nope, don't hold still. Keep moving. Like things like that are very hard to teach too. So it'll be interesting to see how this works. Yeah, you got multiple different levels of you know um, things you have to learn. And for some of us, we've had years to literally take it in and learn. Right. I mean, uh, I started playing uh, multiplayer BattleTech online when I was 12. You know, so you know, shit. That's been you know 17 years for me. You know, I've been playing a mech war game of some sort. So that's a lot different than someone coming in yeah, who's I've, had no experience. Yeah, I over the shoulder watched some really good uh, players, game players, just in general, good game players play mech war online, whether it be actually in person or through like Twitch or YouTube videos or whatever. And a lot of them just flail around they have their mouse sets to be too high they don't understand the arms versus the torso and i see them give up because they just can't get it there's so much to um mech warrior compared to any standard fp uh first person shooter i totally agree and so i don't know you need to get somebody making some tutorial videos to explain these things i guess wink wink yeah utilize the exactly um, <laughs> i'd say even utilize the the training grounds maybe a little bit more like maybe have like i've played a couple I know first-person shooters, uh, MMO, like massive first-person shooters uh, recently that had a tutorial level that you just basically, it was like walk straight, left, strafe, right, how to reload, that sort of thing. It was like a shooting gallery type thing. Yeah, like that, uh, even just, that new World War II game that just came out, uh, Red something. Yeah. Anyway. Red Orchestra 2? Yes, exactly no. <laughs> what uh, Brandon is saying there. That's It's that kind of tutorial. Yeah, exactly. yeah I would so, like, much even, prefer that even implement that like something into like a separate like have your training grounds where you can trust it builds and then maybe like a tutorial grounds where it'd be like a scripted um area in which you it's could like learn. you're reading my mind yeah i know right like, it's like trippy. what is this are we like like wake so wavelength? so uh, obviously tutorials yeah <laughs> tutorials are a big thing uh, very important. It's actually good to, to hear that, you know, things are moving along on that. Obviously, no dates, girth, but, um, you know, He's definitely keep anyway. us up to date. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to talk about and bring this up is obviously a big topic. Um, it's community warfare. Oh, the, boy. Now, community warfare, it, it's one of those things where we don't have the answers right now. Um, we've heard in the past what Paul and Brian posted about community warfare and basically, you know, what they were wanting to do. Um, but in general, from my understanding, those those were just ideas. Um, and this was over a year, actually a year and a half ago. So that being said, we've talked about community warfare in the past, and I want to just open the floor up and, and let's discuss community warfare. How down, you know, how far down the rabbit's hole do we want community warfare? And is that realistic or is it unrealistic? And I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes we as players and especially as MechWarrior fans, we want this uber experience of being in the Battletech universe and losing mechs and pilots and salvage and all of this is that 
uh, what community warfare is supposed to bring, or is that an unrealistic expectation? Um, who wants to open the floor? Well, first of all, um, just everybody be careful. The floor is open and there's a rabbit hole, Whoa. so don't fall in. Um, my feeling on community warfare is that I can't wait. First of all, I'm just there's nobody out there that is more anxious for it than I am. Um, but obviously, it's going to require some patience. But secondly, wishful thinking. What I want to see is stuff that brings teams together, units together, uh, stuff to do, you know, the contracts, the um, your battles making a difference. Anything that can start to uh, appease maybe the more competitive crowd, um, giving giving you options beyond just the, the random battles and the pug play. Um, I think there's so much that could, I mean, if you go back and listen to our early podcast, that's all we did was speculate about what this could be um, and what we wanted it to be. There's so much potential there. Um, but I think anything at this point, uh, just even a foundation, a starting point, will do wonders for the community. I can say that the the plans have never changed and nothing will be different from what was originally said, at least in like a large way. All of the things that we said earlier are still going to happen. So it's just a matter of, you know, getting through them all in order. But yeah, nothing has, we haven't like thrown everything out like, this is stupid. We'll, we'll just make it so you do a mission a day, and that's it. Assault like, only. Yeah, it's, there won't be anything like that. Brian? Um, I have a probably a somewhat controversial uh, thought, kind of thing. Um, I think, no offense, Garrett, or anything like that, but um, I think <laughs> you guys at PGI should propose, like, get some sort of information about community warfare out as soon as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Mainly, a lot of people are looking at the um, Project Phoenix stuff, and they're seeing like your your PGI is offering uh, loyalty bonus items, um, but there's no information on what loyalty boost is actually doing or anything like that yet. That's just what I see. So yeah, just give them a little taste of it. I think the reality yeah. is that these are people that love the game too, and whether they come across that way or not, um, they're just desperate for anything as far as information because they love the game and they want more. Um, I think that's well, the way not we've just. Not just that, Darren. I think what uh, people are looking for is to know where MWO is going, to see what is my experience, what is the experience of, of me and my unit, whether it's a Merc unit, house, or clan, or whatever. What is that going to be like? And, and obviously, we played World of Tanks. Uh, you played extensively in the clan warfares over there. And I guess that's what I'm getting to is I think the community is saying, hey, you guys are launching. September 17th, right? It is, you know, almost, you know, August. Um, we've had no details since the beginning of Community Warfare. Can we sit down and can you at least tell us wh what's on the docket? And what I mean by that is, obviously we know UI 2.0 is coming, right? And they've, they've stated UI 2.0 and I, God, I can't wait. And it's gonna be great. But they said, hey, UI 2.0 has to be done. This whole system has to be implemented before Community Warfare. Because, you know, just obviously the whole system's behind it. Now. They've stated there's going to be some type of lobby chat and there will be some type of, um, you know, system for, you know, community warfare, basic as is. But I guess that's what I'm trying to say is I feel like these things need to be answered. So that being said, let's dive into is it? Well, I wanted to point something out because I think there's some misunderstanding out there, which is that when we had Russ on the podcast last, he actually did not say that community warfare would be out before launch or for launch. He, in fact, insinuated that it would probably be after launch. So we know mm. that they're trying to make uh, 12v12 and mm. UI 2.0. There was a post 
No, there was a post saying a form or a basic form will basically be out with launch. That That's what yeah, I believe. That's what the Lloyd leaves is for as well with the uh, Project Phoenix mix. Okay, and well, I'm just saying Russ said but that, so I don't like, know. Well, you got to like also the, understand. The, thing, the, the big community warfare thing is coming out in a lot of stages, but then right. they will have some form of community warfare at launch. Which could be just earning loyalty points, right? Exactly. Like, but the what point does apply to you? Thing. It's you all... let them sit there, the more unrealistic the expectations will get. Exactly. That's what we just don't know right now. So but then some the other sort thing of is, information packet would probably we, be very beneficial. We always fall to uh, World of Tanks as being an example, but do you know how long World of Tanks was out as a official no, no. launch? Yeah, I know. It, it took, And it took forever, even the initial launch. And th I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, as as we move forward, what are our expectations? That are they are they too unrealistic? And and there's a lot of people that don't know about game development and how much time and effort and work goes into it. And yet you stuff. Obviously, you have the the QQ crowd that's like, oh well, I can do that in freaking a few hours. But the reality of things are things do take time. So, in two months' time or less than, you know, basically uh, two months' time right now, um, what are we going to expect? UI 2.0, obviously. That's uh, a, I would assume that's going to be here. And then with that, um, you've got all the changes. Are we going to see a basic form? And what is that basic form? And then what's the plans? Now, here, here's the catcher with all this is PGI comes out and they say, OK, for uh, you know the launch, you're going to have UI 2.0. You're going to have this form of community warfare. And it's just a base. It's just think of it a layers of cake. We're going to add on just you know like other titles have done for that. But as soon as they do that, um, it, it's sort of a you know, obviously PGI has been accused of not meeting deadlines. Uh, and I think that's a fair statement saying, hey, in game development, you're going to run into hiccups that were unexpected. You're going to run into obstacles that took a while to, you know, get over. And I think that's just sort of, uh, that's a normal. Even in any game development, you can ask any studio, nothing goes according to plan. So that being said, how well have they done to overcome those obstacles? And I think a lot of people just sort of don't acknowledge PGI has actually done a really good job. Yes, things take time. Yes, as a player, we want things happening right now. And, you know, I can understand being upset if, uh, you know, that's that's not the case. But at the same time, you don't have to spend any money right now to play the game. And if you do, that's your own free choice. See, I, I think I just can't get being upset. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to this is a fucking game. And uh, who, who wants MechWarrior Online more than me? You know, I started playing it with a fucking tabletop when it came out. I want this. I've already decided I'll be playing this game for years. I want all these features, you know, as soon as they come out. I'm super anxious for it. Yeah, but, but you got to understand. understand look, look at the founders. Look at look at someone who says, okay, I've been here since the start. Uh, I, I'm a founders, legendary founder. I dumped $120 in. I pay for premium time. I'm dumping all this money in. And someone could argue, and this is obviously working off the sidetrack here but you know the free-to-play market and you know normally you know regular Joshmo would dump you know 60 bucks and that's it but now you've spent a few hundred and yet the game's not done and, and obviously for those that don't know uh, the free-to-play market uh, is what they it's balanced around as far as the uh, economic model and marketing and, and all that is based around what are called like whales it's basically for every um, X amount of players that you have 
X amount, uh, you know, Y are supporting all that X amount because they're spending so much and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and who's the one that are complaining are probably the ones that aren't spending. At least that's the way it is. Often well, in, in, I would um, actually, reading all the articles out there, it's actually no. The ones that are most vocal are your most passionate and usually... And I'm sure Garth can actually give details or, or you know, obviously he's not going to get any names, but I guarantee you some of these people out in the, you know, that are criticizing PGI for uh, not being on time or, you know, balance is all messed up. Some of these things are some of the most probably loyal fans as far as money. So I can understand why someone might be upset, but is it is it acceptable, I guess? Uh, okay, let, let's, let's get back on topic of community warfare what's reasonable and what's unreasonable to expect in September. Um, what do you guys feel? You guys basically said it's it's acceptable to and reasonable to say we have UI 2.0, we have some type of lobby system, and then we have some basic form of loyalty points or uh, you know some type of, I mean, uh, Laura, what did you say a minute ago? I have no idea. <laughs> That's all going to shit? I don't know. First world problems, man. I, wherever it's going to be is where it's going to be. If we start pushing for it, this has to happen. What if it's not ready to happen? You know, like I just, I feel like it's in Prana's best interest to do everything as best as they can, and that's what they're doing. And so I'm not going to fucking throw down the gauntlet and say this better happen oh, here or else, because then I'm possibly, you know, potentially hurting the game by setting. Uh, who, who out there? I'd like to know what game out there is perfect. What game is putting everything out on time and, you know, doesn't have any de developmental issues as far as the product? It seems to me like this is standard. Why are people surprised? And also, if you're adults, you chose to spend money, you know, and you also know what the video game industry is like. I just I just don't understand the, the getting crazy upset about it. I think there's so many more important things that we could uh, get upset about than, you know, problems with games coming out perfectly on time. Well, and... Go ahead, uh, I, Laura. I think. Oh, go ahead, Laura. Go I think it's completely reasonable to expect exactly what they told us. People are going out there and they're fantasizing essentially about what they want community warfare to be. But the longer they go without information, the more they're going to think, wow, my fantasy is really going to come true. And then when they hear something to the contrary to that, they're like, holy shit, my fantasy didn't come true. What the hell? That's basically what I was going to say. I was going to say that, uh, yes, it's, it's one thing to be like expecting something, but. We haven't had information with regards to community warfare for a pretty long time now as far as like what what, what the status is on the actual um on the status of the update and stuff like that as, as it stands right now or what Soon we're going to be end. receiving exactly um well here's here's the, the one problem with that though is hey it'll be soon or it's not done or it'll be a long time really any timeline we could possibly give would be negative in people's reaction they would say i want it now don't put it out now i want to fix for later this isn't in it why isn't this in it the problem we run into is any information we give will be received so negatively as we've seen and it sort of it gets to a point where we go when do we give this information out how much has to be done first should we give this information out should we wait should we give it to you know the second it's done like you know a week before we patch it in and say here it's what's coming um, yeah so, so is it, that, it really that's a, is hard that way. That's a problem with transparency, um, that you're open about the development to, to an, a certain extent, saying, hey, this is taking longer. And obviously there's blowback from some of the community, not all the community. You know, And one thing and to realize, course. too, 
is some of us remember the days when you got no information nothing yeah from now that being said that's where i'm coming from myself <laughs> yeah. well that Me being too. said still work on this game shit well the game game development has changed social networking has changed and our our expectations have changed with it as well now you do have some studios that basically say hey here's the trailer we're making the game and we'll let you know when it's done mm-hmm. and that's all they leave you and you know, the um, smartest, that's the smartest no, no, <laughs> Blizzard has caught a lot of shit about that. Um, a lot of the community yeah, well, members still make a shit of money, so yeah, yeah dude, well, they make more money than God, so yeah. But my point being is that's some game companies, some game companies have uh, you know, a community manager that's very vocal and you know, talks to the community or just basically tells them to f off and you know, just wait. There's so there's different roles, and I can definitely understand too. Some people are like, oh, well, PGI needs me? no, yes, oh, dude, you're on freaking. <laughs> You're on Twitch every single day. You're on, yeah. uh, you know, you follow the forums, you follow Facebook, you follow Reddit, you, I mean, you, you interact. But yet, of course, you don't do any of that. That actually doesn't happen at all, of course, apparently, to well, some of these people. Well, the problem is that you don't, you don't talk enough, Garth. That's the problem. It's been the problem yep. for a long time. If you would talk <laughs> more and tell us something, but yeah, no, just it's stop all like, over Phil. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing you don't need to give them fixed dates, just give them a little bit more flavor text to work with. Hey, so, yeah, well, we have a problem with this, but we're working on it because blah, blah, blah. You don't have to tell them the yeah. exact problem. You don't have to give them an exact date. But you know what the first I, response to that will be, right? Fuck oh, you. Oh, it's broken. It's not working. Oh. It won't be out on time. Yeah. And that's the well, problem. Well, yeah, because early on, right, we did these things. I think we what we're... said it's under development. But then, I think what we're hitting on is exactly the point. Uh, and this is something that me and Darren have always sort of felt... Um, is sort of our position, you know, when we created NGNG was to be that positive influence. And, you know, a lot of what you're saying is is just this sort of cancer, this negativity, this cynical sort of attitude of, well, we could do it better or I could do it better because well, I'm, you know, I'm a game developer. Like quote, the line from my quote, the elevation of self above all. And I feel like there's total entitlement out there in the community and, and that their opinion is all that matters. And anybody that doesn't listen to them is stupid and wrong. And You're going like, to see that in any like, game. Yeah. No, I know. I, I agree in, in any community. But online. I guess that's what I'm saying is that's a community. And it's always a, it's a double-edged sword when a developer comes out and says, hey, this is what's going on. Or this is why I said, you know, um, you know, item it, or, you know, is it isn't it a balancing act. I would, I, I would say the problem is you have to give some information, but not a lot, and just hope that people will take it in a positive manner. And when they don't, there's not really much you can do about it. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, just from what I've been reading and some of the observing of the community, and most of the, uh, you do have your very vocal and very radical uh, posters and stuff like that, and those are the ones that are obviously going to get noticed the most because that's how it always is. But from my talks with people such as like. Uh, Kong and even some of the goons is that the most of them that aren't um, aren't as vocal just say that um, even if you were to just come out and say we're having a problem with X Y or Z and it's going to take a little bit longer before we get at it just some sort of clarification or some sort of uh, dialect I guess a little bit more so in well that, be, considering well, I play with Kong though I've yeah. played dropped multiple oh, no, I know. times and got their stuff right well I mean oh, considering. I uh, you know, you just mentioned, you know, two groups that I've seen pretty much the exact opposite of what we're talking about. No patience and being vocal. And there are some community members in those groups that just, you know, if they weren't in this community, I wouldn't miss them at all. 
Um, so, you know, there is that and there's other community members out there that are just sort of assist nothing, nothing uh, positive. They've added nothing to this community, just to just a negative weight. Uh, anyways, off topic here. We're going to get back on topic. Community I got warfare. Like two minutes, so I got to go. By the way. Yep, community warfare. I definitely feel like we need more information. That's that's what we need. And I, you know, as as a player, that's I would love. I want to know. You know, what what should I expect, and when should I expect it? Now, I I think it's one thing um, to set a date, and I think it's one thing to set sort of like a, an um, you know an appropriate sort of time you know frame, you know, like saying, hey, community warfare. You know, the basics will be out. Uh, you know, at launch, but. You know, our first time, like phase one is this, phase two, and you guys have done that in the past, and I feel like that's that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel like community warfare will be a big integral part of MWO, and I feel like it's nothing gonna be positive. I just feel like a lot of people, it has been a while, totally understand. And keep in mind though, for everyone listening out there too, if you've been in since closed beta, just think about this, a few years ago, this was a all under NDA. You never talked about it. And there was no community movement. There was no community interaction. This was all done behind the scenes. You jumped to, you, you know, year 2000, MechWare 3, 4, Mech Commander, all of that. None of this. I mean, th this is something, and again, that comes back to Darren, our, our expectations and our experiences as, as we've grown, as the internet's grown, as social media and this connectivity. Um, our experiences and our expectations have changed uh, because of that. And whether good or bad, I think that's really up to us to sort of dictate whether it's good or bad. I think it's up to us to, you know, sort of be the, like you said, adults about it and, and approach it with an adult attitude. And but um, also keep in mind that it's up to the company to do whatever they want. And I, I'm not disagreeing with what you just said. I totally agree. And, you know, yes, the the industry evolves, but maybe part of that evolution is going, oh, well, we, we realized that we were giving out way too much information that wasn't working and we're going to go backwards and we're going to give out less information and tell less maybe that's the way if the, if the community essentially isn't mature enough to you know handle the stuff well i say this and you just said that but one thing i want to keep in mind is when we say community we need to be very very clear that when we say community it's the active forum posters facebook reddit i mean people who are playing the game as far as in groups clans mercs we and Garth, uh, you know, obviously PGI hasn't released any numbers of how many players are playing, but I can I can probably say, and can you agree, that this community that we're talking about is a minority compared to the majority of people playing? We talking negative it's, Nancy's? It's a percent. No, I'm saying, kind of I'm saying us right now on this channel, everyone on the Outreach TS3, everyone that oh, is act, those type. Yeah, we are a tiny fraction of the community. We're a spec. But we're also really freaking excited about it. Yep. So, anyways, uh, Garth, I think you gotta get going. We appreciate the conversation and comments, man. And we will see you tomorrow for uh, some more Twitch. I expect tons of flames tomorrow after this Woo! goes out, and I am Ooh. looking forward to it. <laughs> no more. We don't have twelve v twelve tomorrow. What, what's up nope. that? I was like, oh yay! No. You know, it's, actually good, it's good news in a way, though, because it means twelve v twelve is actually coming sooner than originally. Ooh. Can't say when, but it's it went well enough that we were like, okay, we can fix this, this, and it'll come. Oh, soon. there you have it. Twelve v twelve is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> for, for brawl. Not the, the ah. week after, right? Next Friday, right. right, Phil? Yeah, no, no, it's happening like yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. Now, appreciate it, Garth. What are you doing here? We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Is actually, half left. Episode three confirmed. Yes, <laughs> yes, confirmed. All right, Bye. buddy. See you, buddy. See you, Garth. Bye, Garth. Later, Garth. See, in a way, we're employing Garth because we create this controversy and then he gets to deal with the backlash. <laughs> I suppose. Shit. All right, guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, moving on from that, again, I just feel like 
um, it is a valid uh, topic. You know, the things we we're talking about, game mode, balance to, I mean, uh, balancing, um, you know, community warfare. Community warfare is going to be huge, huge, huge. I, f I see it as sort of a launching point for something more deep than obviously, you know, Assault and Conquest. And that's not saying Assault and Conquest are bad. It's just the fact that they had to start somewhere and, you know, layers of decay and it'll eventually get there. But um, moving on, we've got uh, Project Phoenix. The bonus ends in like a day. And what that means is if you order tomorrow, which this podcast may or may not be out, but if you order by the 25th, you get an extra day, uh, 30 days of um, premium time. So it was like an added bonus. Um, and that being said, uh, I know some people are actually asking, and if we can get the clarification, I think we have it on this. Some people are asking, can you sell the non-Hero Max base, yes. the non-Phoenix, the, the variants, yep. if you will? Okay, so you, and that's official? Says, yes. Now, my question is, why wouldn't you? Why would you? Well, you sell mechs. You've sold mechs in no, the No, no, no. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to? I'm not going to sell mine, but why blah, wouldn't blah, you blah, be able to? Blah, blah, cash grab? I don't know. I think well, no, I, I think I, what I think they were saying... Type things. Well, I think I, what I they think were saying is... With the uh, FAQ and stuff like that, where they said that the um, the variants bought uh, through the... Or the Phoenix... The Project the Phoenix. Ones. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think they specifically said, like, mechs of the... I'm trying to remember the exact words, so I don't have it uh, up right now, but it's like something along the lines of uh, mechs from the Project Phoenix line or something like that will not be resellable, but that actually meant like the Project Phoenix right. special variants, not the actual non-normal Standard. Variants. Yeah, and yes, I did sell my dust now, and yes, I do uh, regret it. Well, you know, I, you I can understand. I, I mm -hmm. think... What is wrong oh. with you? That is neglect I, of a small a innocent child. I think um, some people actually... Child. I think actually some people were looking at it from a monetary standpoint of getting X amount of um, uh, mech bays for very low cost, you know, comparatively. Yeah. I think that's why people were looking at it. And hey, I mean, if you want to invest it, cool, whatever, <laughs> it worked. But sure, uh, so we got clarification on that. And I know a few people. And the next big thing is we've got uh, the Sarah's mech. Um, uh, a lot of people, um, obviously, this story came out um, a few months ago. And, you know, uh, PGI was basically saying, hey, we want to do a charity event. And then it got held up. And, you know, Russ mentioned this on, um, you know, when we were uh, playing with him uh, just like two weeks ago or something on a Friday. And he basically said there were some legal things that they had to jump through hoops. And, you know, Darren, you know, through our own, uh, you know, with the um, RJC Memorial, you know, we realized there were some legal things. So it, it is a, you know, it's one of those things that's a little bit sketchy when you know when you're doing a charity event and when you're a company or a business and so anyways it's legally difficult to jump through all the hoops yeah so they've they've got it out and uh so far we're over forty three thousand uh during this recording it hasn't it's been like 24 hours 28 hours 20 something hours pretty much every time um, I refresh even if i refresh every minute it's going up and up and up yeah and that being said it's been everywhere i'm talking it's on PC Gamer. It's on Kotaku. It's on Reddit. It's it, it's on Facebook. It's it's being spread. And obviously, you know, the the way I look at this is Garth Garth said this, and he says uh, we could have done this, and uh, you know, the way we're doing it right now, or we didn't have to do it. And the reason I said that is well, there's already been a few people out in the community. I've seen comments of, oh, this is just a community ploy playing on you know, uh, you know, a girl's death. And I just, that really just irks me just so much hearing someone like that and how cynical a person you are. And I just, if I could reach through that screen and just 
<clears throat> but anyways, um, look, they're doing it. All the money and proceeds are going to this, you know, Canadian Cancer, uh, you know, foundation uh, research. And all I got to say is it's amazing. I love seeing the community rise up above, you know, and basically take it to cancer. I'm sure a lot of you listening have had, um, you know, friends, family members, or yourself that have had to deal with that. I've had to deal with it through my mom, you know, and I, I know others have as well. And it's a bitch. Cancer is a bitch and I will be happy. And, and it's amazing to see how much research has gone into cancer and what is happening. Like my mom would have died if it wasn't for it. And this was, you know, uh, in 2006. So, all right. Um, obviously we've got uh, Assault versus the World. Uh, the hey, I'd like to give the URL real quick. It is uh, mwomerks.com forward slash Sarah. Go and donate. We've got Assault versus the World winners. Uh, just big congrats to Ed Meester uh, for winning yes, the light. Ed. Yeah. So uh, now, I watched yeah. him for hours doing that, and he deserves the win. That guy is just amazing in his uh, Jenner. I, he actually um, encouraged me to pick up Jenners and actually train them for once. But uh, yeah, it was an awesome tournament to watch. Yeah, Jenners are your bane. So maybe if you, yes, you gotta are. you gotta know thy enemy, right? To know thyself. So you gotta dive in and become a Jenner expert there. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, obviously, twelve v twelve test was canceled tomorrow. Obviously, we just got that news from um, you know Garth saying that's a good thing. They've collected a lot of information, and that means hopefully twelve v twelve soon. Brian did say that was something that was supposed to go out in July. So maybe. Maybe we'll see it in next week's patch or maybe the week out. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Um, one thing for the Dev Stalker uh, section of the podcast, we've got Paul basically sat down and in depth, he discussed the heat scale with pretty pictures and everything. Now, I read through this at the time. Um, I want to get your guys' opinion. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Um, and in general, what are just your thoughts? Not the community thoughts, just yours. I like it. Uh, anything that's more depth and limitations and more more playing around in the mech lab to get a different build or different take on things, um, in my opinion, to add more depth, to add more mechanics. Not always the best, but uh, I always see it as more fun. Then again, I'm also the type of person that played EVE Online as the uh, extension into my Excel spreadsheet. Gotcha. What about you, Laura? Yeah, we'll see. All right, I think that's fair. Still out. Is that what what about you, Darren? Yeah, pretty much. Well, all I can tell you is my personal experience. Uh, number one, it didn't change the builds that I normally do at all. Uh, I wasn't a PPC boater before this, and I am not afterwards. Um, and then the second thing is what I'm seeing, which seems to be less PPC boating, uh, more SRMs, obviously, because those received a bit of a buff, and uh, more brawling. I'm tending to see more brawling on average. So. Though, that's just what I'm seeing. I, as far as looking at the math and the pretty uh, illustrations he did there, uh, I really just wasn't interested. Um, you know, all I cared about is how it affected the game, and that's what I'm seeing in the, you know, the ways that I play. Now, Brennan, have you and the Aces, um, you know, test like how is AV8 since this went in? I don't know. I haven't been able to play. I do AV8s. Um, you know, you still you're still coming across the people that are doing the min maxing, and still people are using the uh, PPCs. And what they've learned is, you know, uh, you fire two, you wait however many seconds, you fire the next two. Um, but we're also seeing more people getting ready for tournaments. Uh, so there's more people actually intentionally scrimmaging against each other with weight mm. restrictions, and that's changing things. Whereas uh, a couple weeks ago, there weren't as many people that you could hook up with doing that. So whatever reason the tournaments are getting closer, that's happening more, and we can, for the most part, uh, for the most part, avoid 
the 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 min maxers that aren't doing the tournaments. Okay, I can definitely understand that. Now that being said, um, keep in mind for anyone who's listening, min maxing isn't bad. I mean, you competitive play, you want to win, you do what you need to to win, yep. and all that. So. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. I just feel like MinMax, you know, always has that sort of negative, like, oh, well, they're exploiting or something. No, it's it's perfectly natural to progress. So that being said, my opinions or my thoughts on it is I like it. Um, I feel like it's it's just like uh, it's just like all these mechanics that we didn't have at the very beginning. So having them put onto us now is it's tough sometimes to get used to them. Um, this being said, I don't really have any builds that have been affected by this per se. Um, I think there is an AC2 bug where if you chain fire it, it has an issue. Obviously, hopefully that'll be fixing. But as far as the heat scale, um, I still don't think it uh, uh, directly affects some of the builds out there. And some people are still QQing about it. Like it doesn't affect the Cataphract 2 ERPPC uh, Goss. Uh, you know, it. it it doesn't affect some of the Highlander builds and stuff like that, but I don't think it should. What I feel like is this is just another layer. I am more interested as far as heat, as far as heat penalties. That's what I'm more interested in. I'm like when I shot down at 100 and I'm taking damage, like that's that's good. Um, now that being said, I feel like uh, I want more, a little bit more. Like the ammo explosions, I used to see ammo explosions all the time in closed beta. They change some values. Don't mm. see them very often. And that being said, I feel like it's it's one of those things like this. Imagine, right? Someone wants to push the limits. They have ammo, whether it's a street, you know, SRM cat or whether anything. But you have a chance of an ammo explosion. I feel like I want to hear it if I'm the in the player in the mech or outside. And then I feel like it should just be this visceral, visceral like explosion, and it gets taken out. Like it was just sort of like. Eh, it was subpar. It was like you'd hear boom, 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 boom. You don't like popcorn? I mean, even just simple effects such as like HUD flickering at like 90% plus would be more fun. Like just something visual that if you're maybe not keeping your eye down there, that you'll be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't shoot these PPCs. Even like getting hit by PPC will cause the HUD to static and stuff like that. Like in a, what was it, Mech 3 that did that? Yeah, I really like that idea and that suggestion, we, and it's been brought up a lot. I don't know why they're not implementing that. It makes well, total sense to me. You know what it is? It's not priority. Um, I know they've talked about like that. I want ejection as far as like you know, if you shoot a mech, it boom. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Um, you know, I want to see the pilot go out. It, it can be right, totally dude. client side, no gameplay. There's nothing like that. But I feel like those are little things that we definitely want to see. But anyways, enough of that. Um, I'm happy with the heat scale. I still think that there's a lot of people that are like, it doesn't fix, like there's still four uh, PPC stalkers out there because they're not tied in the ER and the regular. Uh, they're not tied into each other yet. They will be, so let's see if that um, is, does that fix uh, the, the boating uh, uh, as far as the negating the pinpoint accurate high alpha builds? I don't know yet. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, a Twitter update from Brian Ekman, and he says creative director update is tomorrow. Um, we don't know who, what month this is for. I'm assuming August, but we never got one for July, so. Yeah, he skipped it. So, Brian, if you're listening, what's up? Here, here, All right, guys. Let's, let's speculate, actually, for a moment. What do you think August, August's mech is going to be? Hmm. Airby. <laughs> the Orion. Could be the Orion. 
Uh, okay, That's what weight class? No, Ryan's already been announced. Are you talking about announcement or implementation? Release, sorry, I should say. Release. Mm -hmm. Release. So, because something we haven't seen. Or not, I should say, coming out that we'll be able to play. We should. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Scorpion. Oh, okay. In game. <laughs> um, yes, I would say you. probably, let's see, Ryan. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, well, the we Flea. We also have current mechs that aren't, because uh, remember, the Quick Draw introduced three mechs that we don't know yet. There should be another medium, another light, and I believe another assault that we don't know about. There's still mystery. I'm okay. The be, best candidates. I think it's gonna be the Marauder. I think we <laughs> need a uh, a mech that has ballistic missile and energy in the medium class. All right, the Shadowhawk. Yeah. Shadowhawk. They're gonna charge a whole hell of a lot of money for it. King Crab confirmed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shadowhawk. Shadowhawk. Um, let's see. As far as that, I'd be happy with the Grasshopper. Um, but I feel like it would be very similar. I'd have to check the variants. It'd be very similar to the quick draw, just a little bit heavier. I feel like right now, later on, I think they can implement it and be fine. But right now, I feel like the, the, um, like a lot of people would love the quick draw to have a ballistic slot. So like a lot just of one. people would love some work on the quick draw. I think the quick draw mm -hmm. needs to go back to the, uh, quick drawing board. Yeah. Oh. I think it needs to be adjusted. That's just well, me. Need a mess we, lab or... and a mech lab. <laughs> what were our last two mechs? Our last, so this month's was the Victor, and the month before was the Quick Draw, correct? I want to see the Stinger. So I, it's not going to. I don't think not. it's going to be a heavy or an assault because we just got those. So I just I just told you what Dervish. I wanted to see. Uh, what Dervish. realistically Dervish. will come out? Dervish, yes. Whitworth. Um, you also have the Panther. Um, the Panther would be good. You have the Javelin. You, I mean, you've got so many out there. But uh, anyways, we got to move on. Um, there is a Founders update, obviously, for MechWare Tactics, so make sure to check that out. Um, me and Darren played it on uh, NGNG TV uh, a week ago, really enjoyed it. Uh, we had two matches, unfortunately, in the second match there were some bugs and we couldn't even finish the match. But the first match was really enjoyable and it was so funny because, <laughs> you know, Darren actually thought he was going to possibly win. So, you know, hopes, dreams, poof, gone. You know, I got to talk shit because you I were talking fired, shit. I fired the pilot that made the mistake. <laughs> Darren was talking so much crap before and during. And then he was like, ah, crap. So it is what it is. It was totally fun. I enjoyed it. Um, by the way, I think we have some beta keys we uh, we should give away. But uh, yeah, I think I think we can uh, do that. So for those that haven't got in, um, I, I think we're going to see if we can do another round uh, possibly in a week and uh, go from there. So yeah. We've got the Battletech universe. Actually, for those that don't know, uh, BTU is a, a gaming project that me and a few others are working on. Actually, uh, to sort of give you an update, we had Rudy pipe in and, and talk about last week setting up the avatar, uh, basically the, the locust. One thing we're working on right now is setting up the reticle and torso rotation functionality. What that means is basically um, how you get the mouse uh, to Basically, how do, you, how do you get it so the reticle, the, the torso follows the reticle, and then you put restrictions on the rotation and stuff like that. So basically, some of the character scripts. Um, basically, right now, what we have is, and this is just within the past like two days, our programmer was able to uh, create a uh, square. And with that square, he attached uh, a look at script um, and, and created the script. So basically, wherever that square is, the locust looks at. So at the time when he first implemented it, basically the Locust has 360 rotation, so you can like run around it, but it's always looking at it. And he actually elevated it in the sky above the ground, and so when you'd run closer, 
the um, the torso would actually elevate, or uh, if you were above or below it or above, you know, it'd look down or whatever. And this was actually really cool because this is the first time we've had that, and we didn't have it with the Battlemaster in the the prototype build that you guys saw in the video. So, um, what we got to do now is basically, um, uh, and something Rudy and Tim, our programmer, are already working on, is putting limitations on the torso rotation left and right, and then also attaching it so you have a, a reticle um, graphic or some type of you know flash or whatever that where that box is make the box invisible anyways there's some algorithms some vector math apparently i don't know i don't know all the programming but uh it's coming along so hopefully we'll be able to show you something relatively soon probably in the next uh, few weeks or month and have uh put out something so you can run around with the locust and shoot pew pew and uh yeah so the btu announcement they're square <laughs> Um, let's see, we have the Battletech, the board game. Um, we have a preview of Alpha Strike, and we actually have a link for that. Um, and those will be in the show notes, and you can check it out. It's, uh, there's a PDF for it. Uh, there's two different websites you can get. It. Like when you click it, it goes to Battletech, but then you can go from there to, it's like uh, Battle Corps and stuff like that. Check it out. Very, very cool. I love the cover art for that particular uh, book, so. Um, Maybe uh, I can contact. Uh, well, we're we're doing catalyst uh, giveaways, obviously, but um, maybe we can get a few of the new uh, content uh, and possibly give those away too. I know. Now, Randall's been awesome, by the way. All right, we have obviously we have the Catalyst Game Lab sponsorship giveaway week eleven. Don't forget, this is uh, this week is the TRO thirty thirty nine. Um, and again, you can check that out at our website. Uh, go to our forums, and all you have to do is register. And for this week, post your favorite light battle mech chassis and uh, it doesn't matter if it's inner sphere clan just whatever your light uh, favorite light is warhammer all right so facebook we have 4200 people holy shit it's it's growing it's it's every week we get more and more and more it's amazing to see how many people are following us on facebook because it's a great way for us to get information to you directly also that being said what, what, what's what's the size of our audience tonight though um awesome immeasurable a new record yeah. <laughs> In infinite Good answer. Good answer, BB. Love that. Um, now, that being said, one thing uh, we got set up, and I'd like to say thank you to Adam, our web guy behind the scenes. He set up so our website automatically um, sends the Twitter posts. So when I post up something in the news section under comics or articles or anything like that, it automatically feeds to Twitter. So a lot of people you know, are enjoying that again, that functionality we haven't had. I could set it up to automatically post to Facebook, but I don't like doing that. I like, so anyways, I, I may really do that. But also, um, make sure to head over to our YouTube channel. Check that out. A um, lot of great feedback. And, you know, we, I try to post up and something me and Darren, uh, our initiative since I got back from vacation a few weeks ago is to post up new content every day for you guys, whether it's the Twitch events, Twitch events and, and you know, new videos. Uh, also the Mech Commander series as well. Um, so make sure to check that out. Give us your feedback. Head over to our forums. Let us know. You can even ask, request. Uh, I can even check those out as well. We also have the NGNG TV. Our streamers are doing awesome. Uh, MPU was rocking out with uh, TeamSpeak Tuesday yesterday. There was a shit ton of people on that channel, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, afterwards, uh, around 12 last night, Eastern, he was finishing up. And me, Darren, and Rudy hopped in there. And we, we grabbed uh, Adam from Aces and played for a little bit. So... Uh, these guys have done an exceptionally amazing job um, that, you know, it's just sort of cool seeing the different personalities. 
Um, obviously, some of them, um, I know um, uh, Malus uh, Blake, uh, he's, you know, real life staking up. He can only stream every once in a while. We've had, uh, you know, Gunny's real life has, has came up and taken over. So that happens. And as some of these guys have to take a break, we may be looking for more people. So uh, we actually have a few names on our list, too. So we may be contacting you soon. Welcome. And, and of course, uh, just a quick update, some uh, some cool things coming your guys' way. Uh, we're going to be posting up some multiple different t-shirt designs. There will be two different polls. One poll will be for the NGNG Hex shirt. We've got some really cool designs by uh, our graphic designer, Chris Adams. And then our second t-shirt uh, that you guys will be able to vote for is another graphic tee that I think you guys are going to... Yes, uh, Darren's seen these and... Uh, yeah i they yes. are awesome and of course thank you to everyone our community our other staff members for supporting us and you guys out there again you guys are amazing uh all the donations that come in through ngng or if you go to our store and buy items that goes into ngng to pays for the audio editing pays for some of the comics and other stuff and i just want to say thank you again that's amazing and we really do appreciate your support and um you know it's just it's crazy to see how far ngng has came and remember george you know just you know piping in and he used to be like you know like it's crazy to be looking on the outside and you know you know telling us how wonderful job and it's you know it was pretty humbling coming from him you know a professional out there telling us that we were doing a good job and we get that all the time from you guys so i just want to say thank you and i hopefully you know you guys enjoy everything we do here at ngng and uh obviously the future stuff that uh oh yeah uh, i have to give the hint um i gave this on twitch yesterday and this is the hint I'm going to give to you guys. And this is all. We've got something in the works. I'm going to say YouTube and Battletech. That's all i got to say. That's the only hint I'm giving you. So anyways, guys, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon. Also known as Cutter Kel. And this is Laura. This is George. My shout out goes, uh, goes out to Garth. Oh, wait. That's the beginning of the show. This is George. <laughs> Until next time, Mech Warriors. 